raise the mizzenmast and put the kids to bed, it's Uncle Says. Welcome to Uncle Says, brought to you by Uncle Foreigner. We are a weekly discussion of making short videos and art from our home here in China. I am Emily, and with me as always is Peter. Good morning, Ujo Ham. <laughs> and we are here. We're here to, to bring you our show from lovely Whoop Woo Studios in Luzhou, China. Uh, if you watch us regularly, you might notice that we've changed things up a bit. We're adding, adding to our ensemble. But let me let me give you a rundown of our show today. So we have four parts. How's your uncle? A look at our China life, conducting business, some of the behind the scenes action of like the logistics of what it's like to run a YouTube channel. And then we have commentary, which is creative stories or stories of creativity um, from some of the work that we do. And finally, we bring it all home with Watch It, which is a suggestion of media we like that you might also enjoy. Our big commentary today is um, pushing our creative boundaries, how, how we arrived at a need to do that and then uh, what we did to to push ourselves but first we're gonna check in with how's your uncle how's your uncle we're fine um, it's New Year's Eve I know we've been talking about this for the past couple weeks but it is it's the biggest holiday in China so and actually Today, February 3rd, is the first day of the new year. Um, this is the big one. It's the big one. We've been filling our time with lots of work. I also downloaded a new video game called Costume Quest. It's um, the big one. Costume Quest is not that big. <laughs> it's a cute little turn-based RPG by um, Double Fine, who, if you're not like super into indie games, they're a good gaming company I like. They, they make the Day of the Tentacle video games that grew out of Maniac Mansion way back in the day. Um, it's a little bit childish, a little bit simple, but it's, it's fun enough. Um, so, costume quest, you put on a costume and you fight monsters as you go trick-or-treating in your neighborhood. It's, the animation is very cute and the writing is always very good with Double Fine games and this is no difference so that's that's what I've been doing with my time but we've also been working a ton on new scripts and shooting new shorts that will be debuting in March, March. probably yeah March over on hello foreigner I'll put a link somewhere above hello foreigner our vlog channel on YouTube um, but this week, we did actually post a new video there as well for the new year. Um, it's pork or chicken, this giraffe decides. 
Um, it's a little, it's a little vlog piece on the fact that our neighbors all have fresh roosters that they're eating because we could hear them crowing all week and now we can't hear them anymore. Um, it was a, it's a fun... roosters? Well, chickens don't crow like that. That's roosters. Huh. Yeah. You eat a rooster? I think they did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you think they just throw out the roosters? We only yeah, eat the, they, the girls? They come with a, a rooster and a chicken. You throw the, the rooster away. <laughs> Makes <laughs> a lot of noise and you throw it out. No, I think you eat roosters. Huh. Um, I mean, we call it all chicken once it's slaughtered. But I believe that's... I believe that's the case. Well, it earned us so far 90 views. Nice. 90 views. That's pretty good performance. In less than 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. For a little baby channel like us. Yeah, and this one we did make in about half a day. Um, Peter and I talked about it for a couple days of just like what we wanted the story to be and what we wanted to say because we've had a couple since we've been on vacation, like that's been our life. Chinese New Year vacation so we wanted this to be more specific than just like hey we're on vacation um, so that's where we hit on the the rooster angle and the meal angle what did we eat you'll have to watch the video to find out it's delicious though um, so we took half the day yesterday we set it up and shot it pretty quickly and then Peter had the idea to green screen behind it, but we don't actually have a good green screen, so he had to fudge or it. green screen. <laughs> yeah, we don't have any, we have a wall, and that t turns out doesn't cut it. Um, so that was a little difficult for you. Yeah. I mean, how, how did you work around that? Magic. Magic. <laughs> Chroma key, you're supposed to, if you have the right background, you choose that color, final cut replaces the color with your scene of choice. Um, it's a super easy process, but we don't have the, the right gear for it. Yeah, so if, if... I have to fake it and get in there with, with needles and tweezers and... Yeah, so he was he was at it all day. Um, Not all day. Half the day. Half the, the day. afternoon into yeah. the evening. And I guess you composed the song for it the day before, right? Yeah. Is that true? Give or take. Um... So it didn't take us, it took us about a day all together. Yeah, yeah. What else did I write though? Oh yeah, I mean, so that's, that's how that came together. We knew what we wanted to do, so we just like went for it. Um, and then while Peter was working on our fake green screen, I watched all of Yacht Rock. So <laughs> that was fun. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's what we're doing. We're, we're coming down off that. A lot of work yesterday. It was really fun though, because that's what we like doing. Um, I can't help looking off into the distance because I'm seeing myself on computer screen, <laughs> which is the detriment of this new setup, but oh well. Let's conduct some business. Some business. First, I want to check in with Peter. I'm here. Um, if I look here, am I looking in a weird place? Mm, you're pretty much looking just about fine. Okay. Straight on. I'm just very, I'm paranoid about it. Um, our business this week. Uh, I wrote business. a bunch of notes. 
Sorry, I'm, a little, I'm flustered by the new setup. Mm-hmm. Our business this week is, we're up to 39 subscribers? 39! Um, which that's just a, a little a little thing. Well, we did what, last week we just, at this time exactly, like we hit 31 or something? I think that's correct. You can go back and watch last week's. It happened on air! Because we are, we are not live, but we are live to tape. Um, but yeah, so this week we're at 39. We're still continuing at about a rate of five subscribers a day over on Hello Foreigner, which is really five exciting. Five subscribers a day? I mean one subscriber a day. Jesus a subscriber Christ. per day. Five subscribers a day will be nice when we get to that milestone. And we'll share that with you. But I really wanted to dig deeper into the idea of the structure of a YouTube video is not the same as a TV show, which is, you know... I grew up watching TV. You grew up watching TV. I did. Uh, YouTube is new media. So a lot of what we know about televisual media is how it's structured on broadcast TV. Where you have the standards of a theme song. And then at the end you have credits. And maybe you have an end, end scene over the credits. Or maybe an end scene after the credits. And you'll have your vanity cards for your production company and all this stuff that we felt like we wanted to include in our videos because we wanted to be making television. Cold credits. Yeah, cold, cold opening, open. End yeah. credits. Yeah. So many different like bits and pieces that go into the whole production of a TV. Yeah, but we've kind of figured out that that stuff doesn't really work the same on YouTube. And let's, let's break it down into a couple pieces. So... The theme song on TV kind of drags you into the next show, keeps you watching, but also is branding for that particular show. You're not just watching NBC, you're watching 30 Rock, and that's why you're looking at Rockefeller Plaza. Um, But on YouTube, a theme song is just an opportunity for people who've chosen your video to click away. They get bored and they don't need to see a theme song, which is, you know, streaming services now like Netflix has the option to skip the theme song it's it's long I, I think going back maybe a year ago having an opening was pretty cool yeah and then it became quickly like because i think maybe people like a tv show were doing a minute and mm-hmm. then it was you got to do 30 seconds and then it was two and now it's down to like do three or probably nothing yeah because even on tv i mean you know People have long been lamenting that we don't have a Facts of Lifestyle theme song anymore that lays out the premise of the show. But on YouTube, definitely, uh, all a theme song does, it doesn't brand your content, it invites people to leave. Because actually, what's taken the place of that that visual cue is your thumbnail. Um, whether that's in search or whether that po- however that pops up in your browsing, you see the thumbnail... That's the branding, so you click on that, so you're already watching. You want it to get started, or the viewer wants it to get started, is our best guess, I think. Yeah. After the, before, the, uh, between the, the theme and the thumbnail, you had a, a moment of, of a cold open, and now it's, it's more likely you should probably just start with a cold open, yeah, and then continue on to the story. Yeah, because right from the thumbnail, just get into it. Maybe maybe describe who you are, like if you're a how-to or something. Today we're going to learn how to 
a nail. Yeah. And then just Well, go. that's just, that's an open. Yeah. <laughs> a cold open would be a surprising narrative moment that both introduces you, if you're unfamiliar with the show, it introduces the characters and a specific problem that they're having that maybe is going to be the story for the rest of the show. Um, so having a good open cold or not is is good practice in whatever media you're in. Um, but you don't need that to lead into a theme song. You just can like start the rest of your story in a YouTube video. Yeah, I guess theoretically you you bought the ticket by clicking. Yeah, yeah, so you're already get on with it. you you chose this as opposed to just like letting the next show CBS start. keep going while you're making dinner or whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so that's that's the opening part, and then the the during. I guess this is like maybe your commercial breaks. We don't have commercial breaks because we're not monetized, but they YouTube has a tool, those cards that we put at the top, which we put at the top of these videos so you can actually go find the vlog videos that we are discussing within the show. But so those, those point to other videos that you could be watching. And it turns out... They tell the, what they, the, they meta tell the viewer is, I think you're bored of this. Maybe you're, you're going to stop watching now. They're just a signal of the viewer, signal to the viewer to go somewhere else and not even necessarily click on the card and go watch your other video. It does is like. You've recognized as the creator that yeah. this is a boring place yeah. in the video. So you're, you're trying to distract the watcher. Because the advice is. Look at your watch time, see where it lags, stick a card in there, catch their eye and keep them watching. But I think the audience is savvy enough now that they know that you're sticking the cards in at points where it's boring. And so it's just is like a, a reminder of like, hey, this is a boring part. Either um, fast forward or choose another video. Yeah, yeah. Edit it better. <laughs> <laughs> um, so cards outside of this specific use... I mean, we really like them because we want you to go watch. We want you to hear about the work that we made and then go watch the work we made. So it's a nice way to point you specifically as our audience to that work. But in terms of during our other vlogs and other pieces, we don't want to point people away from them. We want people to stay viewing. So I think we've, we've kind of decided we're not going to use the cards on Hello Foreigner anymore. A lot of times it's really helpful if you are some kind of how-to. Maybe you've clicked on it because you want to learn how to do something, and then you <clears throat> you know how to do this steps one through two and three or four. You're looking for steps five through six. So you might just scrub through the rest of the stuff Yeah. to get to it. But we're trying to like tell a story, so... If you're scrubbing through the story, you're not really yeah, you're doing missing it. <laughs> any, any papers to anybody. Yeah, and a lot of advice online is geared towards making a how-to channel because that's the easiest to monetize. Um, but we are making an entertainment channel that we are not super concerned about monetizing through YouTube. So um, a lot of that advice doesn't apply. Um, and so we felt that cards didn't really apply. And then now at the end... Credits, again, we were proud of the work we did, and especially when we involved other people, we wanted to signal to the world, like, 
hey, all of this time and energy from all of these people went into making this video, but instead what it tells the viewer is, this video is over, turn it off. <laughs> and we tried, we tried making the story continue on through and past the credits to, to make people more story yeah or to stay to stay or... invested and, and see, like there's more content coming but the credits really only told people to stop watching and they stopped watching <laughs> and even the end cards yeah basically sometimes even before the end of the video <laughs> yeah that because you look at the at your time bar at the bottom and you're like well there's only 30 seconds left I don't need to watch the end of the video because they're gonna tell me it's going to be the end of the video right right and so we didn't that that's affected our, our process in that now in the newer videos we're gonna make um, maybe we'll include the credits in the description but we're not going to put them on the video because they only tell people to leave and we're not going to have the content continue through the end cards. Although we have found that the end cards are useful enough that we're going to continue to use them. But we're going to wrap up the story before that part and just add them on as the end. It's not, it's not helpful for us to yeah. add extra content yeah. in the last 20 seconds that no one will watch. Yeah, because we talked about it in terms of like some of our, our favorite shows and we are also both we love TV, um, so we watch we watch to the end. And so some of our favorite shows, like King of the Hill, would have after the credits. They wouldn't have any extra content, but they'd like repeat a funny line from the episode. And so we'd listen to see what line it would be. Or Rick and Community. I was gonna say Rick and Morty. But Rick and Morty. Community yeah, both both shows, <laughs> Rick and Morty and Community, have a scene after the credits that doesn't. Although, in Rick and Morty, sometimes it does affect the plot. Like sometimes. If, if you if you miss it, you'll still be able to follow the story of this cartoon. Much like in bigger ways, but, like the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Like, you don't need to sit through all the credits, but if you do, you're going to find out what probably the next blockbuster movie is next summer. Or yeah. Something. But Rick and Morty is the most popular cartoon in the world, and we... Are celebrating our 39th subscriber so we don't have the pull yet to train people to watch to the end so we're we're gonna dispense with that we're not gonna do extra work that nobody's watching not when all of YouTube the billions and billions of videos are out there have already trained everyone to click away yeah 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 people see end cards and they know oh here's the part where you try to sell me on subscribing to your channel I'm clicking out yeah. or buy a hat or go right, right. Patreon <laughs> yeah so that's um, those were our lessons that we kind of learned going through um, our statistics is, is we don't need a theme song, just start the story. Cards don't do anything for us. Credits make people click away. I guess it's four lessons. And then <laughs> end cards also make cl people click away, but they get clicked on enough that it's worth it for us to have them. Um, so yeah, I think. A lot of it is, uh everything that we're experimenting in is about editing cut things down cut it down cut it down because I know when I watch videos I, I get to points where I'm just like why is this person showing me this you're showing me feet showing right, me right. the top of a building showing me just random stuff that doesn't really matter to me or the story yeah well and I, I know when I watch 
non-entertainment videos, if I'm watching a how-to or a, a some kind of skill building, I always watch it at least at one and a half times speed, sometimes sp sped up to two times. Which also takes away from your viewing time on YouTube, so... Oh, does it? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Talk faster. <laughs> So anyway, those are some of the lessons we learned about how to structure our YouTube videos. And the lesson, the big lesson is that YouTube is not TV. Um, and we should be taking advantage of that. And yeah, that's the exciting thing with, with working within the medium is, is finding, there's so many different ways to use it. There's, and, and what's good for what we want to do is you can't base it on movies. You can't base it on TV. You can't base it on radio or podcast. Like. You have to find your own niche to get people to keep watching. Yeah, yeah, and we're we're inspired because that we're older than YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> we're inspired by older media, but you the the joy of YouTube, the the usefulness of YouTube is that it you can do different things with it. There there could be a channel out there that just is you reading a newspaper. I don't know how well it does though. <laughs> reading it out loud or just yeah like, re yeah you reading or, reading or reading it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to look into it. So let's move on to our commentary. We don't have a commentary. I'd we don't. Like, we don't have a bumper yet. I'd like a panda rat. Okay, give us. <laughs> All right. So commentary. We're gonna we're gonna share some of our behind the scenes process of how we actually create the specific stories we do. And now, if you're following along on Hello Foreigner, we've been. As you should. As you should be. We've been posting video our videos from last year. We've been reposting them once a day. Yeah, once a day. Mm -hmm. So at this point, we're up to last last March or April, which was four months of us making these videos for YouTube. And we felt good about our skills, and we were kind of ready to start pushing ourselves in different directions. And there was three three different tactics that we tried out and I think they all um, they all were successful in different ways yeah um, the first one was because it's vlogging you know, we've talked about this in the past vlogging is the easiest thing to do if you're just one or two people with a little bit of camera equipment um, so we, we wanted to make our vlogs more than just me sitting in the living room telling you stories we wanted to really ground them in a place and interact with that place. So it, we did, for example, with Too Much Help, which is about um, the the sales ladies who work at the supermarket are very helpful in a way that I find overwhelming. Um, Apparently they work on some kind of commission, I think. Yeah, someone, someone told us they work on commission and that's why they're so aggressive. They're only in the health and beauty section they're not like in the produce section mm -hmm. no one's pushing you to buy more apples um in fact good luck getting someone to help you buy those apples but so i wanted to tell that story and peter said well, let's go to the supermarket and so i told it we got a good wide shot and we told it in the parking lot of the supermarket and then we had some footage from inside the supermarket as well mm -hmm. is that true yep. yeah um so that one we even we specifically went to the place actually that one the inside 
was the women helping you, but that's at the end credits. So if you don't watch that last right, second, right. So if you turn off at the credits, you don't actually get to see inside the supermarket. Yeah, the whole point of the video. <laughs> Callback. Yeah, but so that one we the story was about the supermarket. So easy peasy, we went to the supermarket, and then for something like the video we posted today, which in, internally we called Baby Hat, but mm-hmm. is is about. Money and happiness. Money and happiness and what... what the wisdom ba- of babies. What babies can tell us. Um, this one, it was about a specific hat a baby I was wearing, but, you know, that baby was long gone by the time we were telling that story. So instead, we just went outside in front of our apartment complex, which is a nice pedestrian area. The traffic is set away from the sidewalk there's like shrubbery in between so it's it's quiet enough and there's people walking so it makes for it's a, a nice it's a pretty big hangout yeah it's, it makes for a nice backdrop there's and a it, fish fender there's fruit yeah <laughs> and so you can see like i guess this is a criticism bedroom bloggers get bedroom vloggers is like i can't even tell that you're in china and so this was our way of like showing you that china is here it's all around this us. right what, what you look like right now it looks like a bedroom vlogger Right, right, and so we didn't want this to be the look for every video, and so that's um, going outside. <laughs> that was a strategy we Proving tried. Proving you are in China, <laughs> and it's easier. There's much less friction to setting up a camera inside than lugging all our stuff downstairs and setting up in public outside. But we think the videos are richer for it. Um, and even the interactions of people staring into our camera or, like, interrupting me while I'm telling the story are are good life moments that we appreciate getting. So that's, it, it makes vlogging... It kind of shows behind the scene of a vlogger because you're vlogging with your own camera. Yeah. And then we have a second camera off to the side that is watching the people watching you act like a crazy person talking right. into a computer. <laughs> right. And then noticing a camera across the sidewalk and ask what the heck's going on here yeah and that when people have asked i said i'm making movies so my friends and family can see my life in china and like that's an acceptable answer they totally understand they think it's nice and move along or stick around yeah or they just like hang out in the background (laughs) which is our favorite we love it when people do that yeah um yeah so we go outside that's that was tactic one tactic two was something like starbucks um, or ca- caffeine in China about all the tea in China versus Starbucks. Yeah, that's what it is. So like three Starbucks have opened here in the last year, but this this particular video I didn't want to review Starbucks because Starbucks is the same. You know what Starbucks is like if you've ever been to one. You've been to all same of them. here. Yeah, except for there's just a couple of weird flavors. Yeah, so we wanted to more herald the arrival of Starbucks by looking at all the different kinds of tea and coffee houses that are already in Luzhou. And this was a fully scripted and produced project that took three or four weeks to film. We filmed in at least four different locations, maybe five, but at least, yeah, I think five because we went to the Starbucks that was still not open at the time. Um, So it was... A lot of work 
taking all your gear, getting yeah. in taxis, yeah. going from one place to another, setting up, looking for locations. But it was fun, and we're really proud of the video that came out of it, but it also was an unrealistic workflow if we wanted to put a video out every week, which we did and we do. Um, so haven't we, missed a week yet. We haven't missed a week yet, although we're filling these. I guess we have had giraffe videos. I was yeah. going to say we're filling these weeks with archive well, stuff, but... No one watched them last year, so they don't count. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a video at least every week. Sometimes one, sometimes like nine. Yeah. Every week yeah. since this time last year. Yeah. Um, so while we were really proud of what we could get done with Starbucks, and I really, I really enjoyed especially that kind of logistical scheduling. I am a first director at heart, first assistant director at heart. Um, it really, the finishing it and a video that we're going to post next week, which was also fairly major, led us to a big rethink of our production workflow. So I, we wanted to get the maximum work done for the maximum quality, which is just, that's a, it's a challenge. Um, but we were up to it. And we'll talk more about how we rethought the workflow as a result of this video next week. So come back next week for that discussion. Yeah, um, it's a process that we've surprising, surprised ourselves. We've changed every couple of weeks since we started. Yeah. We're going to have one video. We're going to have two videos. We're going to have one video, long video, two short videos. Yeah, I, I, just long looking back, like, every six weeks to two months, I think we, like, fairly radically changed how we do things. And a lot of it is finding your voice, and a lot of it is, our main goal is every week we learn something new. Yeah. So, once we learn something new, then the next week we're like, okay, we'll use that old thing, and the ten things we used before that from the ten weeks before, and then we have to learn a new thing this week. Yeah, so yeah, so it is, we're always pushing forward, but that means... We're kind of always changing what we do. Yeah. That's the fun of it. Moving the project forward. <laughs> and then a third way we tried to push our boundaries, you can see in the video for Bamboo Sea, which is um, similar to a couple other videos we've done, is archive footage plus voiceover. But with this one, we really wanted to go beyond just a chronological narrative of our trip. Not the least of which because we had already blogged about it at the time on our blog. Extensively. HelloUncleForeigner.com. So I wrote that story already. With tons of photos. Yeah. And so, and I even wrote it again <laughs> as a first draft of the script for the video. Um, but I really wanted to see if I could do something um, more existential than that. I wanted to, to give you the feeling that I felt while we were traveling rather than an explanation of what got us to that moment. And the showing um, of what is what we saw, it's tough to say because it's it the subject itself, the bamboo sea, is you just standing in a forest. Yeah. It really doesn't looking at it doesn't look like anything else other than you're standing in a forest. I mean it really is like you have to go and just like sound, stand among the bamboo to really the wind, feel the full. The knocking of the bamboo into each other. The, yeah. The soft, quiet flow. So it doesn't really do you any good to watch a video of it. So 
I mean, you should watch our video of it. It's well, we don't show that, though. That's that, true, that's true. We, we, we showed you from the only view that you can see, the bamboo, is from the sky. Yeah. With the voiceover of your, yeah. your monkey god head. Yeah, well, and, and to match the the tenor of that, that uh, kind of existential poem that I wrote, you made me into a god figure <laughs> and and kind of silhouette me looking down on the bamboo sea, which is footage we took from a cable car, I believe. Yes. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's also revealed in the last 20 seconds. That that's right. If that's you don't right. watch it, you don't see, you don't know. Yeah. Um, so we were like really proud of that. We, we were proud of, of pushing our story beyond just a recitation of facts, but something more artful. And I knew that this comment was coming before we even posted the video, but it still annoyed me, as it does every time, when someone was like, "Ugh, you guys are on drugs. Which is a comp comment, even when people mean it like complimentary, like, man, it's so trippy, you guys must do so many drugs. It's annoying as a criticism because no, we don't. And some people get really snooty about it. I'm gonna complain a little bit here that <laughs> they, they're in an effort to sound like they're better than us, they're like, oh, you know that drugs are illegal in China, right? I'm just looking out for you. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, man, we know. We know how to live in China and not do drugs. Um, but here's why I think it's a boring criticism. For one thing, I'm doing a lot of lists tonight. <laughs> um, the psychedelic aesthetic of like disassociating sound and light and, and like, you know, what's that, the shadows? Shadows. When your hand... Oh, trails? Trails, <laughs> that's what that's called. I'm such a drug user. Um, that psychedelic aesthetic is like older than me. It's from the 60s and 70s. If that's blowing your mind, I don't know. You need to get out more. You need to look at more art, I think. Or any mainstream TV show that has done at least one or ten episodes about drugs. Yeah, or... go watch that 70s show. Yeah, or Friends or... <laughs> yeah, whatever, Big whatever. It's a, boring, it's a boring thought. And it also kind of pokes me as like, I've been considered a weird... I was a weird kid and I'm a weird adult. And I've harnessed that into being a creative adult and a creative kid. So it annoys me when, when people are like, this is so out of the ordinary, you're just weird. No, I'm creative because this is my artistic practice that takes a lot of work and, and returning to and, and drudgery and just, it takes work. The products that we come out with are, are, are art our artistic genius <laughs> is not the product of some generic drug trip and it it offends me that so many people think so i mean it's not everybody it's a comment every couple of weeks one yeah. person but it's and it's, it's not still... even just for us if you if you if you wander around the internet anywhere that somebody like puts like a bright color or a swirl somebody's there yeah. to go like this person's on drugs yeah, if this person is doing any work that's worth watching, 
I mean, they might be on drugs, I don't know. But the, the drugs are not the cause of the work. It takes actual work to be, and, to um, make yeah, stuff. It, it, to yeah, make it stuff actually takes cool. hard work. It takes a lot of time. There's a lot of, like, a lot of work that we do that just spends hours and hours of, of doing something to make something look weird or cool or strange or sound good or something that is... You couldn't do on drugs because most of the work is like shifting files from one section to another and managing different uh, uh, palettes of, of yeah, colors. Yeah, there's too much and, bookkeeping. Yeah, that's <laughs> way too boring to do on drugs. It would just you'd, you'd get maybe like a, an accountant or something on drugs might be interesting, but yeah, that doesn't sound like a good good combination. <laughs> So anyway, this particular video, specifically this one and I think KTV, and then yeah, that's a, our first two. A couple that are coming up. A lot. Elicit the the criticism slash compliment, like, oh, you guys must do so much LSD. No, we don't. We do so much hard work. <laughs> but I'll let that lie. The real actual influence for this video was I had just started doing mindfulness meditation and so that's I wanted to to put in words the feeling of well, existence mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, and so it was it was not drugs it was mindfulness um, and now you know so let's go on to watch it watch it watch it also does not have a bumper so another panda rat all right so our Watch It media pick for this week is an episode of the show Corporate, which is on Comedy Central. It's um, it's based around two guys, but it's really a, about a bunch of young people who work in the lower ranks of a big evil corporation. And it's a comedy. <laughs> um, but this week's was particularly both enraging in a way of like, they got it! Um, in that it tackled how women are treated in business situations. Um, and it's not, it's not well. It's not how we're treated. They had the one character be constantly critiqued for the tone of her voice when she was talking to her male coworkers. Um, and so the HR woman gave her a tutorial that was hilarious on the, the safe voices to give men criticism and suggestions at work. And it just was very resonant to me. Um, and other little funny bits of like... Well, the, the, the secondary part is that so they give... They try to sell makeup to men. Yeah, they try to capitalize on the same way that women have been sold makeup as... A, cover up your insecurities because if you're ugly you're worthless they tried to flip that message and sell it to men as well and this was a man's idea um and it goes horribly it, wrong it falls apart because men are more insecure about wearing makeup than they are insecure in a way that would cause them to want to wear makeup um but it's all i'm i'm, I'm explaining the whole joke to you but it's <laughs> It was very funny, and it was very... I think what was satisfying about that for me is that it's it's a show that centers around the experience of two young men, and I think it's written 
Well, they have they have women writers on staff. Jessica Gow writes for them, I think. Mm. She writes for Rick and Morty as well. Mm -hmm. um, but that the main characters are, are two guys, for them to tackle this as an issue felt like... Um, we're, we're breaking through into the mainstream, women. Um, so yeah, watch, watch corporate. It's hilarious and depressing. Um, less depressing because I don't work for a corporation unless you count providing free content to YouTube working for a corporation. <laughs> and I don't because we don't get paid. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's our my suggestion, our suggestion. That's about it. That's what we did. The rest of our suggestion is, what is it, Hello Foreigner? Yeah, we suggest this, this China vlog, Hello Foreigner, transmitting stories from China every day. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's it for this week, I guess, right? That's all I can think of. Um, so thanks for watching. Come back again next week. Noodles to you. And watch this end of the last 20 seconds. Yeah, keep, a, keep watching the last 20 seconds. <laughs> there's a new ending. Ready for it? I'm ready. Say the last thing one more time. Noodles to you. Stop recording. Uh -huh.